0: Next on World Radio Gardening, Great Tree Beauties. Hello, I'm Oliver Rogers and I want to share my passion for trees through this series of programmes looking at some of England's great tree beauties. England has more ancient oaks than all other European countries combined. If we counted all the oaks with a trunk girth greater than 9 metres, there are 115 in England compared to only 96 in the rest of Europe. But only 16% of England is forested compared to some countries like Finland and Sweden where the figure is well above 60%. UK is vital for historic and ancient trees, as we've seen with the outpouring of grief since the loss of the sycamore that was felled at Sycamore Gap on Hadrian's Wall, or the protest to protect street trees in Sheffield. The English love our trees. On today's Great Tree Beauties, we meet Old Knobbly, a wonderful oak that's very much still alive at Great Misley in Essex. Old Nobly came second to the Major Oak in the first UK Tree of the Year competition in 2014, and of course the Major Oak in Sherwood Forest is where Robin Hood reputedly hid out. Old Nobly doesn't have similar claims to Historical Association, but having been planted sometime around the same time as Magna Carta was signed in 1215, the tree has seen everything, and being so close to Harwich Docks, Maybe some of its timber was used in the construction of the Mayflower in the 16th century. So, if indeed its timber did take the pilgrims to America, or indeed the Witchfinder General had some input into what that tree has seen, Old Nobly still stands and despite having been set on fire in 2018, is still very much alive. The fire service, very fortunately, were able to put out the fire. So I went along to the village of Great Missley in Essex to see this wonderful, historic oak tree and to see the beautiful vistas that it overlooks. So it's not often you get to actually climb into a tree of the year contender. This one came second in 2014 and it's got such a big platform in here. Once you get up the top here, you can then see some of the charred boughs that were burnt in 2018, set on fire but were put out by the fire service but I'm now looking down and I'm going to have my picture taken aloft, Old Nobley. It's beautiful being up here in the tree branches, you can see right around this wonderful ancient woodland there's plenty of ancient oak trees to marvel at from this one that must be of a similar kind of age, 800 years old. An incredible sight and quite an attraction and a meeting point for many different walkers. Whilst we've stood here many people have been past this tree including children who've climbed up into it like I've done. Caroline Hall. Okay Karen. we're standing by Old Nobley, and uh, you I believe live locally so you come and visit this tree quite regularly?
1: We first knew about it about 10 years ago when we, when our daughter moved to, to this area and then we moved here as well. Um, the, ch- the grandchildren have always loved it and I um, have the book as well, and yes, it just makes you feel your place in life, really, coming to witness something so old. And, it's,
0: and it's are you something. particularly interested in ancient trees, you know, and um, seeing them and thinking about the history and things about them?
1: I don't, yes, I don't go around particularly make a point of visiting old trees, um, but I do love them when I see them, and they do make me think about the history, yes.
0: Neil, you're just taking a picture of old Nobly here. You've You've come up from Kent. Yep. Just to have a look at the tree, just to see it. Interested in veteran and ancient trees. So I uh, heard about it, so I thought it's worth coming and have a look at it, and it certainly is. It's stunning, isn't it? It's such an ancient 800 year old tree.
1: Yeah, fantastic.
0: I mean, the things it must have seen.
1: Yes, yeah, yes. Well worth looking after. Yeah, it's a lovely tree.
0: And after this tree, you're going to go on a sort of circular walk? We'll
1: probably go and have a look at the rest and take a few more photographs.
0: Yes. Because there is lots of other ancient oak trees, there is one just to the left, there is one just up there, all of a similar sort of age. Yes,
1: Yeah.
0: lovely, aren't they? So uh, here we go, just coming back down. The worn path of steps in the back of Old Nobbley is very impressive, a testament to how many people have climbed up and down. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <Thank you.
1: laughs> Hi there, so my name is Morag and I wrote a book about Old Nobly, The Oak Tree.
0: It's wonderful to be here in front of Old Nobly with you, Morag, and Morag Embleton is the writer of Old Nobly the Oak Tree which is a children's book that's available online right now so Morag just tell us a little bit about why you wanted to write the book.
1: Well Old Nobbly is an 800-year-old oak tree, it grows in Misley in Essex and I was just curious to think about what kind of things it might have seen over, its, over the course of its life and I was interested to link the, the life of a tree and everything from its growing as an acorn to this 800-year-old ancient tree that we see here. And the course of human history as well and how things have changed and what's happened in the world, that kind of thing. So, yeah, it was, it was, it was that link between natural history, biodiversity and human history that I was really interested in trying to weave together into one story.
0: And we're standing in front of Old Norpley and what a fantastically gnarled structure he is and it has got sort of uh, a base of around about nine sort of meters i think is what you yeah, estimated nine to
1: 10 meters yeah i think if you measure it about, over a meter above the ground try and go around with the tape measure which is what i did all that time ago it's yeah nine and a half meters circumference and to the top of the trunk which is quite short now it's about four or five meters high so yeah it's quite a squat round tree
0: This tree has quite a history, 800 years or so old, isn't it? So it takes it back to Magna Carta.
1: It does, yeah. It's seen a lot, this old tree. And that was part of the reason that I was encouraged to write the book, because there's always that thing, you know, trees could talk, what what kind of story could they tell? And uh, so I thought, well, what has this tree seen through its life or been through? You know, what parts of history? So I did that, and I did that for a children's book, because... For children, even the idea of your grandparents being old is old, isn't it? Yeah. So, you know, 800 years is incredibly old. And, uh, you know, televisions, phones, those kinds of things in book didn't exist. Books didn't even exist when this tree was a little acorn. So, yeah, that's where we started.
0: I suppose that's quite important for trees, isn't it? Books, paper. not it? We're on a part of land that would have once been encompassed in the Earl of Oxford's estates, and he had a base at Castle Headingham.
1: Yeah, so Castle Headingham is west here, quite some way, actually. Um, yeah, so his estate was really quite large in those times. We're heading back centuries, though, now. Um, and then after that, it became part of uh, the Rigby family's estate. And then... Uh, became part of it uh, was acquired for World War Two where they put a load of huts up in the grounds here. You can see parts of them actually just as we stand over here from Old Knobby. So those bits of brick. Uh, mm-hmm. Those are the foundations of the old army hats that they had here. And now it's um, looked after by Missley Parish Council. So it's in their good hands.
0: And so from your perspective, from your book's perspective, yeah. what do you think are some of the sort of the, the key scenes that you think this tree might have witnessed
1: oh all sorts i mean this tree's obviously it's got a got a lot of history within it you know we i don't know and i would love to find out if any of the branches when it was pollarded have been actually used to make some of the older buildings around here that would be a wonderful thing to find out but whether that could ever happen i don't know um
0: To to be fair, I think they can carbon date and DNA analysis of of different things because I understand from Hatfield Forest that some of the doodle oak, which was a huge giant oak there, Mm -hmm. some of that ended up in St Catherine's Dock in London, in in, in oak there. Oh
1: really, yeah. this, This tree, yeah, probably wasn't as important as the ones in Hatfield Forest. But having said that, we were on a little estuary here in Misty and a lot of ships came up and down here to the Maltings later on. So, you know, whether it was built, you know, Parts of the old wooden ships were there built with it, or some of the older buildings.
0: I'm completely speculating, yeah. but it is the right age for the Mayflower, isn't it? So, <laughs> yeah, 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 we'll just say that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Now, we're, we're looking up at Old Nobbley and you can climb up into the back of the tree here and we can see some of the fire damage from 2018. Because yeah. unfortunately it was set on fire, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah. I, we don't really know how that happened. It was um, probably by accident, you would hope, uh, the, you know, various rumours around how that happened. But it was, it was caught early enough with um, several fire engines turning up here and having to come across the, um, the rugby f- pitch there just between us and the village hall to kind of put this um, old tree out because you know trees are mainly dead which is the weird thing about trees isn't it especially Mm. one that's this old it's got a lot of dead wood in the middle and it just it just went up into flames you can still see where it's charred there on the inside
0: but it's important to say dead wood is incredibly important for biodiversity and for creatures insects and all sorts of manner of animals to live in
1: it's yeah oak trees especially as well because you know there's there's something around a thousand different in insects and invertebrates and other bits of biodiversity and life that are dependent on the oak tree in one way or the other, whether they're building their nests in it or, you know, eating the leaves or, you know, yeah, putting their lava in there. And when you come here in the summer sometimes, you can see the butterflies dancing around some of the higher branches and that kind of stuff. And if you look closely at the wood here, you can see where the insects burrowing in to the deadwood on the side and usually this time of year but can't see it at the moment there's um, some beefsteak fungus that kind of appear underneath the branches that stick out to the side.
0: So we're just walking around the base of Old Knobbly, and just under one of the big boughs and
1: great place to shelter in the rain it it is
0: is. (laughs) yes and we can see the spiders webs on the gnarled bark and the mosses
1: yeah yeah, then this is usually where the, the fungus comes in you know seasonally obviously but you'd expect that because um, it is mainly dying. There's, there's, it's, there's a weird one with Old Nobbly now because there's so few branches and uh, because it's also been trimmed to protect it as well mm. because the branch out to the, uh, the right here used to extend much further but because it was so long kids would always put uh, like a rope swing over it and, you know the bouncing of the kids up and down would be damaging Tree, so I think the council then took a a decision to shorten the branches just to help protect the tree and help it to live a little longer.
0: So that brings us on to the next topic. This tree, this oak tree, Mm. came second in the first Tree of the Year National Tree of the Year competition to the major oak in Sherwood Forest, where Robin Hood obviously supposedly lived. Now that gives us an interesting pointer because the major oak is held up by props, isn't it? So you have a, a choice with this type of ancient tree as to whether to bring in props and try and support the boughs and the branches.
1: Well, that, that's it. There's there's two there's two lines of thought, isn't it? You either protect the tree as like an ancient monument, and therefore no-one can go near it, no-one can touch it or climb it.
0: Which is the case in Sherwood <laughs> which Forest. Which is the case in Sherwood mm-hmm.
1: Forest. Which, and on this tree, which up until I created the website about it, it really wasn't a well-known forest, mm. tree at all. Um, but you create a website about it, and suddenly it becomes a famous old tree, whereas... Really, before that, it was just a local tree. You know, mm. everyone loved and climbed it. Um, so it's not. It was never as famous as the major oak from Hood's mm. Tree. And I think being able to climb a tree like this, getting that close to something that is this old, is a is a really truly a wonderful thing for children to be able to do. Well children yeah. of any age you know
0: <laughs> and just this morning as we've walked up to to the tree we've seen two children climb up into the middle of the tree and look down out the, the what what's described as the front of the tree
1: yes and it's almost like um when you go into the tree you you climb up into it but you've still got parts of it around you which is almost like being in your own natural castle it's like being in a turret and you can you can if you are particularly brave walk along some of the stronger branches. And often I've seen whole families of people here with um, children on the edge, kind of like the uh, the more adventurous people, and then um, other people closer to the centre. The the thing about trees is uh, it's always very easy to get into them, it's not so easy to get back down.
0: (laughs) But you were a resident in Missley. you're no longer in Missley. so tell us about how you came to create this children's book.
1: Okay, so I used to live just down the road here in California Road. Um, I wasn't born and bred here. I, I moved here for a job. And it was my neighbours who, uh, who who was, I mean, the, the gentleman was, was born and bred here. And he found out that I loved old trees. And he was like, "What well, have you met Old Nobly? I think he called it Old nobbler actually. And I said, no. So um, one afternoon we came and had a walk and I was just amazed. I was stunned that you know, a tree that is, is this old could be here and totally accessible to everyone. And I just fell in love with the tree, so, uh, yeah, we'd often walk around. Obviously you'll see dog walkers, lots of people walking around.
0: There's a group of walkers just turned up now as we're standing here in front of the tree?
1: Yeah, so, uh, yeah, so I started sketching the tree and they saw a couple of pictures and they said, well, you we should write a book, so, yeah, eventually I got around to doing that and it turned out into Old Nobby, the Oak Tree, and it was a children's book, really, talking about the kinds of things that the tree might have seen over its 800 years of life.
0: You'd never done anything like this before, had you? To This, this is your no. only children's book, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah,
1: it's the only one. I mean, I would like to write more. Obviously, I'd like to do one about the major oak as well, and um, I live in Wales now, so it'd be fascinating to do something about Welsh trees. Um, but, yeah, it's like, what kind of things would the tree have seen? And trying to link that kind of natural history with human history as well, because it's so integrated into the landscape and into using wood for making houses and all sorts of different things. And therefore, it was pollarded. You know, what does that mean? Mm. Um, so yeah, It means cutting
0: off the branches at the top, doesn't oh, it? Yes, Giving so, yeah. it a haircut, essentially. Yeah,
1: exactly, as opposed to coppicing. And mm-hmm. there are a fair number of trees in here that are also coppice. Which
0: means cutting it off at the base, yeah. doesn't it? So it re-sprouts. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, but each time you do that, it um, creates a, a stronger kind of tree as well, which I think also meant that it was able to live for such a long time. So, yeah, because it also means that it becomes shorter, it's protected from the wind, that kind of thing. So... Yeah, so it's trying to get all of that kind of information into the book. And obviously then you've got the history of the area. You've got the maltings down the way and all sorts of stuff that was going on. And the new railway line didn't exist when this tree was growing um, for the first few hundred years of its life. And so kind of bringing in all of that history into, the, I I guess, just the book, yeah.
0: It's a fantastic book. It's available on your website, isn't it?
1: it is oldnoble.com uh, it was probably one of the oldest websites about an ancient tree it has been the website's been around since the year 2000 crazily um, so yeah it's a it's available on there you can buy it on Etsy but also if you come to misty you can buy it in one a uh, few of the local independent stores as well so yeah all are listed on the website
0: that's fantastic more and- Few. I mean, you mentioned other trees there. The major oak in Sherwood. You've been to see that. Are there others that you, you you want to highlight that you've been to see that you think are really incredible trees?
1: There's a few that I haven't yet gone to see that I'd also like to do. There's um, some trees in Wales. They're called the bleeding yews. That I'm fascinated by. There's ch- some old churchyards over there. So I'd like to do some some history around that as well. So. Yeah. I would love to be a tree biographer. I think it's a fascinating world. Yeah. And there's no such thing.
0: Well, yeah, but it's it's a, how do you find out some of that information, isn't it? I mean, if you take the major oak, for example, people say Robin Hood, they've done it. Well, mm. you know depends on your view on Robin Hood, doesn't it? You know, we talked about the Earl of Oxford. Some people think he might have been Shakespeare, don't they? You know, so
1: they, they do, <laughs> and obviously th- this whole area as well has a link with witches as well because of Matthew Hopkins the witch and Witchfinder yeah. mm-hmm. General. And so there are, you know, rumours that people fled to the woods in order to escape that. Well, you know, did they, didn't they? The
0: mm-hmm. tree would
1: have looked very different in those times as well, so... Who knows what actually happens? And a lot of it is pure speculation, really. Um, But certainly the tree was around when the Witchfinder General was looking for witches. And we know that the Gamekeeper's Pond that we can just about see, Mm. just through the trees here now that we're winter, we can see the pond. We look
0: down a big hill, yeah, to the Gamekeeper's Pond. Was that used for ducking?
1: Well, potentially. Mm -hmm. It would certainly have been around at that time. So possibly, yeah, they would have used that to test to see whether someone was a witch or not. Yeah, whatever being a witch means, but yeah.
0: And Morag, just finally you were able to send a copy of this to Chris Packham, the TV presenter. Just tell us what he said.
1: Yes, he was kind enough to take a look at the book for me and wrote me a very nice little letter in reply. He said, um, not only is this a great book for children, but it will also make adults think next time they see a big old tree wouldn't it be good if all trees could talk what a story they would have to tell.
0: That's fabulous, isn't it? What, what a nice thing to say about the book.
1: I was really pleased with that. I was um, I was really happy that he enjoyed having a flick through this um, children's
0: book. Well, thank you very much for your time, Morag. It's been wonderful to speak to you in front of Old Knobly. We're talking about Old Nobly in front of Old Nobly, yes. so that's a wonderful place to conduct this interview.
1: Oh, it's a great place, and um, yeah, being out in the woods is obviously a great thing to do so i encourage everyone to do that and go and find your old ancient trees near you and just um have a little sit and ponder about the kind of things that they might have seen over their lives yeah
0: thank you very much for your time
1: no thank you oliver it's been a pleasure
0: that's brought a little of some of our wonderful trees to life here on World Radio Gardening. I'll be back with more great tree beauties in the near future, only on World Radio Gardening. And remember, if you'd like to tell us about a tree, then please head to worldradiogardening.com and use the comments form to post on our news story features. Till next time, bye for now.